0: Have oh, to see the groundhog? Yeah. I think it'll be in early spring. <laughs> Didn't we do this yesterday? I don't know what you mean. Don't mess with me, poor chop. <sighs> what day is this? It's February 2nd. Groundhog Day. you're listening to Movie Things with Lindsay and Gary.
1: Season 3, episode number 5.
0: And this episode's called?
1: Well, it's Groundhog Day again.
0: And this episode's called?
1: Didn't we record this episode yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to chat about 1993's Groundhog Day.
0: Yep, this film stars Bill Murray and Andy McDowell and it was written and directed by Harold Ramis. The legend. The legend himself.
1: Who also made Caddyshack and analysed this, but I think we all know him as the bold Egon from Ghostbusters.
0: Oh, the big man.
1: And he also makes a wee appearance in this. He does. But we'll come on to that later. Do you want to do a spoiler alert? And then we'll get into the plot of Groundhog Day. Assured. Day,
0: Groundhog Day. this joke's not going to grow old fast
1: (laughs) and if we've only got five minutes of actual podcast content we'll just repeat it just loop it forever
0: yep so we're going to be talking about this film in quite a lot of detail revealing what happens and especially what happens at the end as well if you've not seen groundhog day and you want to watch it first go ahead and do that and then come back and join us That being said, if you have seen it, if it's a beloved film of yours, or if you haven't seen it and you're happy to listen to us gas about it regardless, that's cool too. Grab some snacks, settle on in, and we'll get started.
1: What's your snack?
0: So I think my snack of choice for Groundhog Day would probably be pastries and coffee. Not just because... Bill Murray's character in it actually brings pastries and coffee during the film um, in an act of kindness but apparently Bill Murray also got pastries for everyone on set one day as well which I think is pretty cool
1: I thought you were just going to go with because we have them every day, which is pretty accurate too.
0: Oh my god, that's great, that fits in perfectly
1: Groundhog Day (laughs) (laughs) Cool, so what happens in it?
0: Okay, so Bill Murray plays a character called Phil who is a news anchor slash weatherman and he's heading out to the small town of Punxsutawney for a field report on the country's oldest celebration of Groundhog Day. Now Phil works for PBH which appears to be quite a small channel and in typical Bill Murray character style slash maybe Bill Murray real lifestyle he thinks he's too talented for this small network channel and he's going to get snatched up by a major network at any given moment so to, this is to the point where he believes this truly will be his last ever report on Groundhog Day he's covered that um plus you can imagine other little bits of local news like, like buffs that buffs at the yeah. zoo and stuff like yeah, that yeah that cat's been up a tree for a week yeah. it's now part of the tree that kind of thing. <laughs> He's also been paired up with Rita, played by Andy McDowell, who's his new producer. At the start of the film, it's kind of suggested that these two are not gonna get along. She's far too upbeat, far too genuine and warm, and he is again, are you thrown
1: out a wee metaphor here.
0: In typical <laughs> Phil Murray style slash Gary style. <laughs> he's a bit jaded, he's a bit sarcastic, he's seen some things, and he just, you know, thinks that he's
1: careful. Too good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too good for the gig, and also um, probably just this is not, hitting a bit
1: close to home.
0: Not the right match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, moving on.
0: <laughs> so they go to the small town on February second. Phil wakes up in his bed and breakfast to Sonny and shares "I Got You, Babe" playing on the radio. He gets dressed, goes downstairs, gets himself some coffee, and he heads down into the center of town to report on the Groundhog Day ritual. What is the Groundhog Day ritual?
1: So basically, and I'll keep this super simple, they keep a groundhog locked in a box (laughs) year-round and they let it out on February the 2nd. Based on the groundhog's reaction on coming out the box, that dictates whether or not we are going to suffer through more winter or whether we get an early spring. So if it's sunny and the groundhog sees its shadow, it will go back in the box and that means it's going back in the box for another six weeks of winter. If it's cloudy and it doesn't see anything, then spring's coming early. Fabulous. Simple as that.
0: Simple as that. So he reports on it. They do the live broadcast from the the sort of little square in the town where the, the groundhog has given his kind of ceremony and all that kind of thing, announces that they're going to have six more weeks of winter. And him, Rita, and their cameraman try to travel back to the city, but they get hit by an unexpected blizzard and it keeps them stranded in Pennsylvania. So they have to stay another night.
1: I feel like that blizzard wasn't unexpected though. I feel like there was lots of warnings about the blizzard, but Bill Murray tried to basically Bill Murray a blizzard.
0: Yeah, he did. He tried to persuade everybody that... The,
1: tried to persuade a blizzard yeah, just to get out of his way.
0: Just to kind of body swerve the, <laughs> the particular area that he was in. So they go back, stays another night, and then Phil wakes up and he's in the same room and the same bed and breakfast and the same part of the same song is on the radio And every little detail of February 2nd starts to play out in exactly the same way. From the dialogue between the two DJs on the radio to precisely who is walking and driving past outside the bread and breakfast.
1: The bread and breakfast. (laughs) The bread bread for breakfast.
0: Do you know what? Goes well with breakfast. Goes well with bed.
1: Just bread's good.
0: (laughs) Perfect side to every meal. Phyllis... Slightly surprised, but kind of goes along with it. Goes through his his whole day again. Starts to get a little bit more alarmed as the day goes on when he realises it is the same day. I think All at first again? he's
1: sort of thinking like ah, this is just a rubbish small town and this is probably just what they do every day. Like yeah. this DJ probably does play this song at six AM every morning. The same chat. And they probably do have the same chat and that woman probably walks along that path at the same mm-hmm. So it takes him a wee while before he kinda clicks as yeah. to what's happening.
0: Then he wakes up again and it's February the second. The same song is on the same radio and the same heinous chat is going on between <laughs> the two DJs. He bumps into the same people in the corridor. The bed and breakfast host, aka the bread and be- breakfast host. <laughs> the bread host. <laughs> gives him the same chat again and he has to go and report on this thing, groundhog again. He starts to get a bit manic. He wakes up to Sonny and Cher again and it becomes obvious that he's stuck in some sort of time loop continuum where he's just living the same day over and over again. So he starts to have a little bit of fun with it and he's also started to take an interest in Rita, who knew. So he uses the repetition to start to get to know her likes and dislikes This bit of the film I thought was quite funny just because every day is a new opportunity for him to learn a bit more about her and also learn things like what topics to stay clear of, what topics she's interested in and I suppose really if you were trying to woo somebody it's not a bad way of it's almost like getting a do-over. It's like getting a do-over actually every single day it's
1: definitely the long game isn't it it's the
0: longest game (laughs) because it doesn't go anywhere
1: it's funny though because he kind of tries this wee trick first on like just like a local person Mm -hmm. before he moves on to rita so what you've described it's really funny because i was saying before day two he takes everything kind of any stride and he's just like a small town whatever it's really weird i think it's only by day four He's already kidnapped a groundhog. He's driving like an absolute maniac. He's like leading the police on a chase through the wee town and along like railroad tracks. It got me thinking, like, how many days do you think before you get reckless? I don't know. Like how many days of groundhog before you think, do you know what, I'm just gonna go nuts? <laughs>
0: I don't really know. Do you think you would
1: make it to day four? Yeah. A wee bit further?
0: I think I think I would make it a bit further, but I don't think I'm totally bulletproof here I think there, there would be a moment where I would lose the plot a little bit. <laughs>
1: not totally averse to the madness <laughs> No
0: definitely not but I think I'd have a wee bit more patience in than Bill Murray. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting though watching Phil run through like a bunch of different emotions over the time mm-hmm. so he goes from kind of confused to angry to bored and everything in between and I think it's, it's kind of through this that Bill Murray's super important to the film and to the, the tone of the film. Mm-hmm I think he's. That's the reason why you specifically need Bill Murray to make this movie. Yeah. I think if you had anybody else playing this character, because one of the it's funny because obviously the whole theme of movie things has been and Bill Murray was also considered for that role, <laughs> and the other person that I read was considered for this one was Tom Hanks, but he was too nice. They yeah. thought. And like to me, watching Groundhog Day, if you put anybody else in that main role, you've got a completely different film I think because there's not that many other actors who can play that kind of arrogant cruel character mm-hmm. but with a sort of fun side you always end up rooting for him even though he's been a total idiot all the way through the film.
0: Well I think it's it's your typical Scrooged like, redemption story with, with Bill Murray exactly where, where, that, where, where, yeah. where he's been just really really arrogant he's been really mean to people at the start of the film You almost don't want him to get the girl, but because he goes through a lot and he learns a lot, like he does in Scrooged...
1: He wins you around with the girl.
0: I mean, to be honest, because it's Bill Murray, I'm probably just going to be rooting for him anyway. (laughs) Um, I don't mind if he's a bit grouchy, to be honest. Some people just put up with folk that are a bit
1: grouchy. Hey. so another thing that I really like through these bits is the, the character of Ned I think really funny because I hate him but it's the perfect sort of playoff for yeah. Bill Murray's character in this.
0: Perpetually chirpy
1: <laughs> I'm saying nothing but I think that's like, it's a really effective one so he bumps into him every morning mm-hmm. and this like literally is the nightmare scenario and it's played really really well in, in this M- film maybe
0: for you it's a nightmare scenario <laughs>
1: But yeah, so he's bumping into this guy called Ned, who's someone from his past that he doesn't really remember. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to really passionately sell him insurance. (laughs) I was thinking like the modern equivalent of that is when you meet someone that you used to know and they're trying to get you in on their, this isn't a pyramid scheme, pyramid scheme. (laughs) It's like literally the same thing. Yeah, it (laughs) is.
0: I'm an entrepreneur and you can be one too. (laughs) It's my own business. (laughs) I
1: just kick money up the chain. (laughs)
0: Hi, how you doing? Thanks for watching. Hey, hey, now, don't you tell me you don't remember me, because I sure as heck fire remember you. Not a chance. <laughs> Ned Ryerson. Needle nose, Ned, Ned the head. Come on, buddy, Case Western High. Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school
1: talent show. Bing. Ned Ryerson got the shingles real bad senior year, almost didn't graduate. Bing. Again, Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times till you told me not to anymore. Well? Ned Ryerson? Bang! Bing! Bing. <laughs> <laughs> so did you turn pro with that belly button thing, Ned? or No, I... Phil, I sell insurance. What a shock. Do you
0: have life insurance? Because if you do, you could always use a little more. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Right, right, right. So... His efforts to try and get to know Rita and try to date her and put the moves on her obviously don't really go anywhere because of course he'll wake up again and it's February 2nd and he's at square one and he needs to start all over again. Realising the loop isn't going to go away and he's pretty much stuck in eternity, he starts to think of ways to I guess, break the curse. Like, he kind of sees it as a bit of a curse that he needs to try and break. So he tries to throw himself off a building, he tries to take a bath with a toaster, um, and he kind of hijacks a truck, as as you said, and even kidnaps the groundhog <laughs> um, to see if that might have anything to do with it. But it doesn't make a difference. Every time he does this, he wakes up, Sunny and shares on the radio, and the DJs are chatting away again. So it's just a, it's a continual loop. Where the film gets quite interesting for me is where he suddenly takes a bit of a turn and decides to use the time really wisely. Like He decides to learn new skills, he decides to help other people and try to be kinder because he realises that he isn't going to be going anywhere. There's a bit of an arc there as well because it's the last thing you'd expect from him. You'd think he would just be grumpy the whole time and complain about everything and or even just do that kind of Bill Murray thing where he gets really exasperated <laughs> and really manic and throws a bit of a tantrum.
1: But he kind of goes through the stages of grief, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And he comes out at acceptance, yep. and his acceptance is that he learns piano, he learns like French poetry, he becomes a nice sculptor. Yep.
0: No matter what he does, he cannot escape Groundhog Day. So he thinks, right, okay, let's make the most of it. I think my favourite thing that he does in it is when he learns how to play the piano. There's a night in it where the town's having their big post groundhog day ritual party and the, the roof is being blown off this place. It's like as big a party as this town's gonna get. And there's like this jazz piano kinda playing in, in the middle of it all and it's Bill Murray with the kind of the, the Ray Ban sunglasses on and he's <laughs> he's jamming away and it's just that it's just the the coolest moment of the film.
1: And these workers obviously are in disbelief because to them Every day, they're just expecting the usual Phil mm-hmm. to turn up. The usual guy who's too good to work with them doesn't want to be there. But actually, over time, his character's developing. Yeah. So do you know during the the filming, Bill Murray was bitten twice by the actual groundhog.
0: Oh my like, god!
1: So severely, he had to go for anti rabies injections.
0: <gasps> <laughs> was it the same ground? It was the same groundhog, in fact, wasn't it? Because I'm sure he had a name on the credits. I just can't remember what
1: it was. <laughs> I had a question for you. Why does he keep getting up at six AM? Because
0: he's getting off for work.
1: I know, but I feel like see after like a couple of the same day, you just switch the alarm off, wouldn't you?
0: But he tries he breaks the alarm clock, <laughs> but he still wakes up, and it's been <laughs> reassembled, or or because he's broken it, but it doesn't count because the day just starts uh-huh, again. Because the day just starts again, so th- there's parts in it where he throws the alarm clock, he smashes it to absolute bits but it doesn't, so even, I feel like if you can't smash it to pieces and get away with it, I don't think changing the time to 10 o'clock or something for a wee long lie is going to really make a difference. You're still going to wake up at 6 and you're still going to have (laughs) I Got You, Babe. Ah,
1: The worst part. (laughs) (laughs) Is is, is there
0: a song that you would hate to wake up and listen to at the same time every single day? I know that you wouldn't want to wake up at 6 o'clock every single day, that's a given, but I mean would you want to wake up Is there a song that you would just think, if I was stuck in a loop, waking up to this song every day, it would just be my worst nightmare? I
1: pure hate that Breakfast at Tiffany's song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Deep Blue something. (laughs) That's right. I was going to say you've got an irrational hatred for that song, but it is. I
1: don't know why that one came into my head, but uh, that one would really bug me. That Mm. would get my day off to a, a bad start. What about you?
0: I don't know. Like I don't. I was thinking about this earlier. I don't know if there's a song that I dislike that much. Oh, probably the Course. Any song by the Corrs. Yeah. That's fair. I won't argue I'm, that. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Bill Murray's mistake is he leaves the radio on. See, I would turn it off. If I, if I, unplug it. Yeah. Well, if the song came on and woke me up, it's done the job. It's woke me up. I would then just turn it off or at least snooze it.
1: I really can't deal with time loops and time travel and things like that. I just need to accept what I'm seeing on the the screen and leave it at that. Because yeah. when I start thinking about it, it really it hurts my brain a wee bit. What so. was
0: what was that film that really? Looper. <laughs> <laughs> remember that
1: <laughs> we watched Looper one night and everybody went to bed and it was like <laughs> half eleven and I was just like buzzing trying to talk to anybody about <laughs> Looper <laughs> I was like no I need to I need to discuss this you can't leave me here um, oh. but yeah because I keep thinking when I watch this I'm like so he wakes up at 6am mm-hmm. every morning but so does everybody else then mm-hmm. but he's the only one who remembers that he's repeating it and the rest don't mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, why? I don't. I don't know
1: it's not good enough
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay counter question what song would you want to wake up to every day
1: see that's that's a problem because so do you remember back when you used to have like the old phones and you could set like whatever song you wanted Mm -hmm. to wake you up in the morning but regardless of how much you loved the song that you thought would (laughs) never grow tired as an alarm yeah by like three days in you always hated it and it then became associated with like waking up in the morning, which isn't a good thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wake up in the morning. Um, <laughs> so um no, I don't have an answer because I feel like I've tried this and yeah. I've used songs that I thought, well I could never tire of this song because I mean if I set the Rocky theme to wake up every I'll feel morning motivated. what a boss I'm gonna be every day, and then three days in I'm just like I hate Rocky now. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, nah, pass. What about you?
0: I, I like to think, oh, I, I wouldn't get sick of that song, but maybe in the, the example you have gave, maybe I would.
1: See, because it's in the context of now I'm getting up for work and that's yeah. what this is associated with and it's no longer...
0: There's there's so many songs that would make me bounce out of bed, though. That's the, that's the thing. But also maybe, like, on day 12,000 and...
1: Exactly. You know. But you'd be an, an ice sculptor by then, so. That's Twins true. and I'd
0: record my own song because I'd like have learned to have mastered an instrument or ten by then. So.
1: <laughs> is this a good point for my facto?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Let's drop it. The Groundhog Day is a celebration held across the USA and Canada on February the second every year, where thousands gather to watch a groundhog emerge from its burrow, and predict when spring will arrive. So the film is actually based on real tradition.
0: Wow. So it's not just one town that does it then? No. Yeah.
1: The prediction itself is driven by the weather on February the 2nd, with legends stating that the groundhog being greeted by a cloudy day will mean an early spring, whereas sun will cause the groundhog to see its own shadow before retreating inside and damning us all to six more weeks of winter. I don't know why the groundhog's scared of its own shadow, but that seems to be the the message here.
0: That's a wee shame. Poor
1: wee guy. So, (laughs) debates rage on the groundhog's accuracy. He's picked a long winter 103 times out of his first 120 guesses. And get this, this made me laugh. His success rate was termed lower than would be expected with random chance. (laughs) 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 Which I think um, that's a term I recognise from one of my old report cards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this happens across America?
1: On February 2nd every year. I can't see it
0: happening in places like Nevada and stuff like that.
1: Well, the fact that he never gets it right hasn't put a dampener on celebrations, given that the tradition's been running since 1887. Wow. The film's location, Punxsutawney, hosts the world's largest Groundhog Day Mm -hmm. gathering, with visitor numbers regularly reaching the 40,000 people mark, which isn't bad for a town that has a population of only 8,000. Much of the popularity is actually down to the film. Visitor numbers averaged only 2,000 every year before Bill Murray visited. Wow. Amazing, eh?
0: That is amazing. This film really got me thinking about small town traditions and rituals, and I've picked out a few to share with you. I love it. So, a small town in Louisiana in the States has a giant omelette festival in November every year. Now, this is literal. They make a giant omelette.
1: Oh, just one? I thought you meant, like, loads of omelettes.
0: 5,000 eggs and a giant skillet. That's
1: my worst nightmare.
0: (laughs) And in July, in a small town in Finland, men are tasked and timed, carrying their wives through a 253-metre obstacle course. Oh, just
1: 253 metres? Exactly. They bother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if you happen to be in the right place at the right time in Mexico, you might even catch Noche de Rabanos, Knight of the Radishes.
1: <laughs> Night of the Living Radishes.
0: Sounds a bit like a B movie, doesn't it?
1: Pack <laughs> of the Killer Tomatoes. So I'm gonna to need to know more about the radishes. What is it?
0: So they just they just carve them kind of like in the same way we you know you
1: buy be- a pumpkin?
0: Yeah, but because um the radishes don't last very long, that's why it's just for one night kind of thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never heard of any of these before. I'm trying to decide what I think the weirdest one is. The omelette's the grossest. Um, the radish—that's that's the strangest, I think.
0: So you're just fine with people carrying their wives through a two hundred and fifty-three metre obstacle course, then? that's just. A... <sighs>
1: I mean, men are used to carrying their wives, aren't they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are cruising for a prison. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Moving on.
0: Okay, Bill Murray, no matter what he does, whether he misbehaves, whether he is kind and looks after the townspeople and learns helpful new skills, no matter what he does he can't escape Groundhog Day and then suddenly he wakes up and it's February 3rd and not only that, he's woke up beside Rita. What a result.
1: What a dream. (laughs) Thankfully they don't go there. It was all a dream route.
0: It's amazing. It's beautiful.
1: How did you do that?
0: I know your face so well, I could have done it with my eyes closed.
1: It's lovely. I don't know what to say. I do. No matter what happens
0: tomorrow, or for the rest of my life, I'm happy now. Because I love you.
1: I think I'm happy too the ending i quite like in this i made the same note as what you mentioned earlier like it kind of gives you a light version of that awakening a realization that bill murray's character has at the end of scrooged Mm -hmm. it's not acting nice or pretending to be like engaged with people that breaks his curse it's when he starts to realize towards the end that he does actually care about people Mm -hmm. and that's what finally kind of manages to end the cycle and lets him wake up on February 3rd.
0: Yeah, it's not a superficial I'm going to play along Uh and see if this... but I'm going to outsmart this curse. Yeah,
1: Like, I'm not just going to turn up with donuts for everybody whereas I'm actually hating but I just, like, see if this works. Mm -hmm. It's only when he actually starts to care that he wins. There's a wee message there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So he's escaped the curse, he's got the girl it's not February 2nd anymore and... And a, a nice little twist at the end of the film, he decides he wants to actually just live in the town, which I think is quite a cute way to end the film.
1: Well, I guess if you've been there for like 10,000 days or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> love it or loathe it at that point. Eh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the end of the film.
1: So what would you rate Groundhog Day?
0: So Harold Ramis' writing always makes me smile, and when he teams up with Bill Murray, well, I'm always going to be super happy. It might not make me laugh out loud as much as films like Stripes or Ghostbusters, but it's still a funny and quite sweet film. So I'm going to give Groundhog Day a strong 7 out of 10. What about you?
1: Yeah, I've given it a 7 out of 10 as well. I think Groundhog Day is, like, a pretty straightforward idea. Like, there's nothing that whole, like, repeating the same day thing. It's kind of like... A comedy Twilight Zone, or something, but it's a pretty yeah. standard like story. But I think the writing and the classic Bill Murray performance elevate it a wee bit, so it'd be really easy, I think, to lose viewers in the constant like rinse and repeat element of the story. Mm-hmm. But they throw in all these wee nuances in each go around, and I think Bill Murray's portrayal of the different emotions that we mentioned, yep. like over time make it much more watchable than it kind of says on the tin. I remember when this came out and I remember the premise and I was like, that's bog standard in it, but there's more to it when you actually watch it, I think.
0: Yeah, um, a special shout out to to the kind of theme song in it, which is a song called Weatherman, because Bill Murray's a weatherman in it.
1: <laughs> Written by Harold Ramis and yeah. it's a banger. <laughs> so,
0: do you know what? If I woke up to that every day on the radio, I'd be pretty happy.
1: Could be worse. i I like that the film it doesn't push too far in either direction like towards the dark side or over the Mm. top with the slapstick which i quite like i think it could do with a couple of the characters being a wee bit more rounded or developed Mm -hmm. and that's why i think it's not scored higher for me but it's a super fun watch so seven out of ten
0: yeah definitely a really good watch and if you haven't seen it or if you haven't watched it lately definitely give it a go we really enjoyed it
1: And fingers crossed you don't wake up tomorrow and have to listen to this podcast again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's our show for this week. You can support Movie Things on social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram.
1: At MovieThingsPod. And if you're enjoying the show, if you could leave us a wee review wherever you listen to your podcasts, that would be magic. And if you're enjoying it, tell your pals.
0: We would appreciate that and we're always looking for new listeners to grab some snacks and settle in with us.
1: And spend every February 2nd for the rest (laughs) of time (laughs) listening to this.
0: So be sure to come on over to Twitter and Instagram and let us know if you've seen Groundhog Day. Have you seen it more than once? (laughs) And what are some of your favourite moments from the film? And if you had to wake up to the same song on the radio every day, what song would it be?
1: breakfast at tiffany's equals an immediate unfollow just be warned
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode